the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. Forget everything you've ever heard about dieting. What if you could eat the foods you love and find a way to get fit that was actually enjoyable? Welcome to Have It All with Devin Alexander. The chef from TV's Biggest Loser has lost 70 pounds and kept it off for over 30 years. She has also helped others to stop yo-yo dieting and actually transformed their lives. Now, here's your host, Devin Alexander. Hey, everyone. I am so excited to be here this morning on such an important topic. We are talking about money anxiety and everything finances. I'm going to be joined by one of my favorite people on the planet. Um, It's so funny. uh, People talk. I don't know if you've ever heard anybody talk about a talent crush. It's not your standard romantic crush. It's the kind of crush that you have when someone is so brilliant as an artist or something like that, that you know that you have to be close to them in their lives. And that's sort of what happened when I met my guest today. He's so zen. He's so amazing. His name is Wei Hong, and he started Six Figure Academy because he has helped transform so many people, and the number of people he's worked with is literally mind-blowing. He has a background in computer science and engineering with a minor in business management, and he's figured out so many problem-solving approaches. He's a trainer of neuro-linguistic programming. Does anybody even know what that is? It's so cool. Master practitioner of hypnotherapy, master practitioner of mental and emotional release techniques. He's also an ordained minister in spirituality. So today, I have a feeling we're going to blow your mind and give you whole new things to think about because... To be honest, like even when I'm not struggling with money, sometimes I feel like, huh, I might not have the best relationship with that or letting go of things as I've talked to people about before. So, Way, welcome so much. We're ready for you to transform everyone the way you've helped me. <laughs> Thank you, Devin. Wow, what an amazing, amazing introduction. <laughs> I think I should hire you to run my fan club because you will be like one of the best persons to run that (laughs) oh gosh if I wasn't busy with so many other things I would do it I scream you from the rooftops all the time but I yeah I mean it's it's so funny there's so many levels to weigh everything from he's had me start taking salt baths uh (laughs) which you know what let's start there um because I feel like that's been really transformational can you do you want to talk a little bit about what that is and why Yeah, I, you know, what I love about, you know, everything that you did, I mean, this is the name of the show, Have It All, you know, Uh and uh, it's, it's great because, you know, it reminds me of this really lame cliche that people use all the time, you know, and I think you and I talked about this before, you know, have your cake and eat it too, right? Uh huh. If I bought the cake, why wouldn't I want to eat it? I think that's one of the, to be honest, excuse my language, I think it's the stupidest phrase anybody could have created. I, I mean, yeah, I agree with you, but, um, but yeah, we definitely want to have it all. We want to eat that cake. We want to do that. Right. I mean, especially if it's a cake that you made. So well, good. Hello. Who's not going to eat that? <laughs> 
Um, yeah. So I, you know, the, the uh, regarding the salt bath thing, you know, since since um, since thousands of years ago, man has found the the healing properties of just being in the ocean. You know, um, I mean, if you ever spent any amount of time in the ocean, going out, and I remember as a kid, I loved being in the ocean because every time I came out all my physical maladies, like if I had any bug bites, any cuts or something like that, it would just, they would just already be healing. And then as I progressed in life, learning more about, you know, such, you know, how something as simple as salt and water and, you know, how it becomes kind of like a, um, negative energy repository, if you will. I mean, it, it literally attracts negative energy. The salt bath is is I've been told by some of my some of my most prevalent my, my most important clients. Like I have multimillionaires telling me that they will never they will not forego their daily salt bath because to them it's like a total reset button. It clears wow. out that field around you. If you've been around a lot of funky energy all day and being around people all day, I mean part of what um, what the work that I do and helping people open up their prosperity channels and helping them make more money, uh, become more financially happy, um, is really about taking care of you. Because if you're the vessel to bring in money into your life, to bring in more health and happiness and joy, if your vessel, which is your body and your being, is not in, in tip-top shape, it doesn't matter how good you are at, at feeding the body, and it doesn't matter how good you are making money, you're still not going to be operating at the highest capacity and you and it'll, it'll imp- impact your happiness altogether. You know, it's so interesting that you say that and people might be like, wait, every day? And I'll be honest, I'm not perfect at it, but I will tell you, like when I have conflict in my life or I have someone negative, like that's when I really make sure I do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it it really does. I mean, maybe it's psychological, but I don't think so. Based on what you've said, it really makes a difference to like let go of stuff and yeah. get that out of my my zone and you know feel like happy and all perky like I do, <laughs> <laughs> like you always are. Like I try to be. Like I, I mean, I think I've talked. I think I told people that at ten. 13 every morning I have an alarm that goes off on my phone that says passionate loving and inspiring which is what Mm -hmm. I want to be every day Mm -hmm. and if I'm stuck in the negativity of some you know we all encounter negative people so if I'm stuck in that it's harder to be all of those things that I want to be so it's nice that you've given me this other tool I know right and did you know I mean because I love I love this concept of um you know, I'm sure you've heard it too, but when people said that the state of your mind cannot be both positive and negative at the same time. And I often, you know, it's, it was actually further reinforced when I was in college studying, you know, computer science and learning about digital, you know, ones and zeros, ones and zeros, you know, how everything breaks down to ones and zeros. Well, you know, and to learn later on that this, our, our overall state of being, our, 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 you know, how we are, uh, from one day to the next, whether we're negative and positive, we actually can't be both at the same time. We're either negative or we're positive in a state of mind. Huh. Interesting. Right? I didn't ever hear that. See, I love this. Like, every time I talk to you, <laughs> I learn so much. Uh, okay. So, I'm sure, I'm surprised nobody's called in and be like, wait, how do you take a bath in salt? Because that was the first thing I wanted to know when I found out how transformational this can be. So do you want to tell them or should I? 
Oh, uh, yeah, you can go ahead. Why don't you go ahead? It's your expertise. Well, I can quiz you on it to see how well you actually Oh, boy. Okay, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So you put four cups of salt in warm to hot. Well, I guess whatever temperature you want your bath water. Uh And then you soak in it for about 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah, that's it. That's what I do. And you know what's hysterical about me having... So people are probably like, wait, four cups of salt. I... uh, (laughs) There's a place in LA. Exactly. (laughs) Like I have a giant backup bag in my, I remember you said, just go buy a 25 pound bag of salt. I'm like, how am I going to get that into my bathroom and where am I even going to put it? (laughs) But uh, no, I do. I think I wound up getting two 10 pound bags because those I can lift no problem. So Uh I have one under my bathroom counter with a big scoop in it. And then I have another one in my garage on backup. (laughs) But people (laughs) always see them and assume that I'm cooking with that much salt. <laughs> you're cooking in the bathroom. While you're so dedicated to your craft that you cook even while you're taking a bath. Oh, well, honestly, not. Nobody sees it really in the bathroom, but yeah. in the in the garage when they see it, they think that's like backup salt for like cooking. I'm like, whoa, no, I would not store that on my garage. <laughs> well, I mean, here's the thing is that, you know, we talk about these and how simple it is, you know, four cups. And, you know, usually when I go to events and I do a, a talk or a training or a seminar and uh, and I'm around a lot of people that day. Sometimes I up it to six to eight, depending on how I feel. Oh, I didn't know this. You can actually up it if you are feeling particularly um, heavy after dealing with whatever has been going on in your life that day. And, you know, when my some of my students and my clients go through the processes that I teach them on how to actually bring more money into your lives, uh, I love the title you chose for the show, Show Me the Money. Um, <laughs> The the sequence is actually not difficult. It's not complicated. You know, we've been um, we've been disenchanted our entire lives of thinking that you know making money can be easy. But if we think back to when we were kids, how easy it was for us to get money to get that gumball in the machine, right? And it doesn't matter if it's twenty five thousand or twenty five million dollars. Money is money. Money is energy. And um, I don't know if you ever did that before, but I remember I was in Kmart one time when I was little and I saw that there was something in one of those coin machines that, you you know, you put it in, you turn it and a little ball comes out and then you see what you prize you get. And there was a prize that I won in there. And fortunately, it wasn't one of those which was random. Everything came out was the same, but I really wanted it. And my parents were nowhere to be found. I didn't have a quarter in my pocket. And I think my, actually, I think my parents had already left. We already purchased. I was like, oh, I want to get that. But I didn't want to bother my parents because I know I would get a lecture. So I just looked around and I said, excuse me, do you have a quarter I can have so I can get ah. this? And the guy looks at me and he goes, no, was it a guy? Well, it doesn't matter. And, um, and he goes, oh, sure. Here's a quarter. And he just gave me a quarter. Now, in that moment, how easy it was for me to get that money. But fast forward to, you know, later in life, we somehow made it so difficult. We've put all these limiting challenges and beliefs and perceptions in front of us every time we're thinking we need more money. We think that, oh, it's so hard or this and that. When, when as children, we didn't even think about that. And whatever we wanted, and as we grew up, we continued to do that until at some point there was a switch that was made, ones and zeros. There was a switch that was made where we suddenly believed or bought in to a belief system that making money is actually hard. 
Ah, I haven't heard you told the, tell the story in that way before. But, you know, that applies to everything in life. It's the same thing with, you know, totally. pursuing our dreams. Like people say it's silly. Right. Yeah. Oh, I was uh, speaking as at a, on a career day for a grade school, a middle school uh, over in El Segundo uh, a few months back. And I actually asked the room, I said, how many of you have already, and this is sad because they're, they're, they're in middle school. I mean, they're not even in high school yet. And um, I said, how many of you had somebody tell you that you can't make money doing what it is that you want to do? And a lot of hands, I mean, half the room raised their hands. Wow. So ready? And then, That's sad. No, it's really sad. And it wasn't just, you know, Asian people. I mean, oh, <laughs> Asian people. Oh, yeah, Asian people. Because our culture is like, you know, famous for like, you know, squashing dreams because it's, it's either lawyer, engineer, doctor. You don't have a choice, right? No choice yeah, for you. We, since we're on the radio, we should probably make sure everyone knows that you're Asian. Yeah, I, just <laughs> in case they think, don't give it away. Yeah, before they, well, I know, but still. First generation here, Chinese, and uh, my parents brought over a lot of that culture from uh, from Taiwan when they immigrated. And so I looked around the room and it was, it didn't matter what ethnicity, it didn't matter any, it, it, I mean, people were raising their hands, the kids were raising their hands. And so I realized it's not a, as much of a cultural condition, but rather more of a human condition, unfortunately, as, and, and when I went to Japan, same thing. I mean, there was the same thing where there's beliefs that this atomic engineer in Japan, when questioned, he believed that he didn't have what it takes to make money. Why would people spend money? He didn't have the skills or the knowledge or anything that he could offer that people would people be willing to pay for. An wow. atomic engineer. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I, you know, I think it's so interesting um, that... You would say the Asian thing because I have Daisy Jing uh, is in my EO group. And then my friend Christine Liu is absolutely brilliant. And both of those women have talked about that exact thing being part of their culture. Mm -hmm. And then on the flip side, as you know, I do a ton of work in the foster care space. And there are almost no Asian children who have been given up, abandoned, you know, haven't been taken care of. It's it's like 1% in the system. So I find it so interesting that, you know, these patterns in our cultures and and yeah. uh, unfortunately your parents <laughs> the asian parents seem to <laughs> limit those beliefs even more but they also take care of you better than <laughs> as a right whole. <laughs> so it, so it actually creates a dichotomy and and a challenge in, in internally within us children growing up and saying that well it, it'd be one thing if our dreams are being squashed and our life sucked <laughs> Wow! But yeah. it's another thing is that if our dreams are being squashed, but we're all but we're being incubated and and raised in this bubble, thinking that that is truly the way to be, because I'm not suffering the way you know my buddy that I met in college who grew up in the in in you know South Central, and seeing how he grew up, I was like, oh my gosh, I can see how he's totally motivated. And so for me, you know, having that that conflict inside is that well, you know, I don't think it's right that you're squashing my dream. And and you know, if my parents ever happen to be hearing this, they never really did squash ah. me. It's a perception thing. But yeah, but right. they did say a few things like, no, you know, stop wasting time. You can't, you know, you can't do something like that. And and then at the same time, 
how do you do that and not say, well, I'm grateful and appreciative of the life that I have as a result of you living a model life that is all about what you're trying to get me to not do? Huh. Yeah, it is interesting. It's like you want to encourage, but not, I, I guess it is an interesting thing, but uh, how do you get children to do something sensible and care about money without, you know, overdoing it and not blocking the flow and not all of these things. These are all of the things that we are going to be talking about Mm -hmm. when we come back right after the break. Awesome. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Want to improve your health, business, and life just by listening to a radio show? Well, we can at least move you in the right direction. Listen for Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. Each week, Allison will speak with amazing guests and find out what's changed their lives and how they are changing the lives of others. From beauty to health to business and personal relationships, we're here to inspire you to live your life of passion. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel channel. Tune in to The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso and special VIP co-hosts for an entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussion with some of the top stars in their fields, from business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, literature, and current events. If you're looking for what's next and comparing it to what's now or what's past, look no further than The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on The Voice America Influencers Channel. It's time to elevate yourself and your business to the next level. What are the secrets of business success? Discover them on Key Entrepreneurs of Influence with your host, Kieran Sweeney. Find out who the business owners are that stand out in their respective industries and what they can teach you. The program contains valuable advice that can cost thousands through a professional consultant. Key Entrepreneurs of Influence can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Hear the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. You are listening to Have It All with Devin Alexander. To reach the show today, please call 1 866 472 5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to fans at devinalexander.com. Now, back to Have It All. Hey, everyone. Isn't money such an interesting thing? It's like... We need to spend it or it doesn't have flow and we if we if we're cheap nobody wants to be around us and but we also need to hold on to save there's so many mixed messages about money that's why well and a lot of people think they don't have money for healthy food which is a whole other topic which we'll get into as well but we are joined by the founder of Six Figure Academy and my dear friend, Wei Hong, who helps people with their money anxiety. So, so glad you're here, Wei. I'm glad to be here. Appreciate it. It's such Bef- a fun thing. 
I know. Before the break, we, I, we were talking about all sorts of things, uh, money related and how children, you know, at some point we get this belief system that money is no longer easy to make. Mm-hmm. I would love for you to address flow a little bit and yeah. how, how somebody, you know, creates healthy beliefs. Yeah, so, uh, you know, a lot of, one of my, f- my, my most popular presentations is, um, is about, is called Reengineering Bad Money Stories. And I just proved that this, uh, the topic, that topic is actually universally sound because I just tested it in a whole different language and it still worked. <laughs> oh, well, like, um, in Japan, right? In Japan when I was there, okay. right. Um, wow. And what's interesting is what we found is when people are challenged with money, the relationship with money, having anxiety around money, we've been able to trace back to their childhood, how we our our money story that we grew up with, how money operates and how money behaves in our lives stems from what we observed growing up before we understood language and how then we were taught if we were even taught. Uh, about money growing up. I mean, for example, when I was, um, when I, my dad decided to teach me about money because we grew up for, uh, in a, in a household where dad, we were single income household, dad brought in the money, but it was kind of like an unspoken thing. We didn't ask dad about money. We didn't ask him how much he was making. We didn't ask about bills. We just focused on academics. That was our job. Um, and then one day my dad said, well, maybe I should teach my son about money. And he taught me by giving me a credit card and saying to me that you can only spend this for emergencies only. Now, Uh as a child, (laughs) if you can imagine my perception of what an, a quote unquote emergency is, is vastly different than someone who's in their forties. Right. And so my first month of having that credit card, the emergency that stood out the most in my mind was when McFarlane spider-man number one issue first out, <laughs> the collector's edition that had multiple versions and it was flying off the shelves i needed to get that before it disappeared before it was sold out oh yeah that's an emergency that's an emergency <laughs> right for me you know like a like a 12 year old right uh-huh. and um and what happened was that back then credit cards were still accepted everywhere so my favorite comic book store only took cash or check and i said do you take credit card this is all i have it's like nope but then I remembered that there's a thing called cash advance that's available for credit cards. Mm-hmm. And I remember the pin because I'm a kid and I remember everything. Ah. <laughs> so it was like magic. I went to the ATM machine. It didn't matter what ATM machine I went to. I put in the pin and lo and behold, money came out. I was like, oh my God, this is like magic. And, I can, and it looks like I can have access to as much as I want because this credit card was linked to my father's credit. And my father had amazing credit, which meant I had a really high, <laughs> ah, <laughs> I had a really high So all month long, I was living in blissful magic land of money. Everything, ah. everything, want anything, except that that time only was 30, 30 days later, my dad got the bill. And that's when the pain began. Oh, how much was the comic? Oh, my. Well, I mean, the comic was one thing. The comic's only a buck thing, but then I didn't stop spending. Oh. Because I wasn't really told that, oh, you know what? You really shouldn't be using this because you have to pay this bill. I didn't know how it worked. I, I just said, hey, I just see my parents spent, use a credit card to buy things. But I was never told that there was a bill that had to be paid. So the end of the month came. My dad gets the bill. He's, he's furious. 
he starts to punish me, starts to yell at me, starts to lecture me. And it got to a point where as a child, you can only take so much yelling and screaming and, you know, spanking and to get to a point where you just want the pain to stop. I stopped learning. I stopped taking things in. I stopped listening. I just said, please, in my mind, just have the pain stop. Then the pain did stop. And the one who stopped it was my dad. When he decided after he was done, he reached out his hand and says, give me the credit card. You're not ready yet. I will let you know when you're ready. Uh, and to, the, to, to this day, I don't think my dad has yet to tell me that I'm ready, which is kind of interesting. I just realized that. And, oh, wow. But in that moment, I learned a really powerful lesson. Little Wei learned that when it comes to money, Wei gets in trouble. And the only way to stop the pain is to have someone take the money away or to give the money away. Uh. So my my money challenges that I had to resolve, you know, in my adult life had to be, had a lot of it was around that, around my father. And it wasn't until I resolved that, that I was able to stop making a bunch of money 30 days later, gone. Uh, hundreds and hundreds of thousand dollars, you know, 30 days gone. And yeah. it was, it was frustrating because to me it was, it's so, it's so unconscious that you don't even, it's so insidious that you don't even notice it. And so, it, you know, what happened was I, I just thought maybe there's something wrong with me. Maybe I'm not cut out to do this entrepreneur thing. Maybe I suck at sales. Maybe I don't know how to make money. But the fact was I was being governed by an underlying money story that was driving my behaviors and having me make decisions in like the 11th hour that would literally sabotage my desire to accumulate financial wealth and applying that towards what it is I want to do in life. Wow. So like, how did you overcome that? Well, that that's, that's a lot of why the, the, the same process that I take my clients, my students now through in terms of resolving money anxiety and, and you know, re-engineering the money stories was... I basically went back to the core story and shifted the perspective. I mean, have you ever thought about what it'd be like to be able to take what you know now and go back to your childhood life and relive it and see what you can change and how you can change it? Oh, my God. Yes. I mean, even, well, obviously, my whole brand is about that. Like, if I could have known that I could have chocolate cake sitting on the sofa when I was being bullied as a 15-year-old, could you imagine how different my life would have been? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that's why you and I do things like this to pay it forward, knowing that, you know, we can't go back in time. But what we can do, we can go back in time internally to resolve it, to take what we know now, go back, go through that same experience and have a different perspective. Because in doing so, it allows our inner child to release the angst and the charge that we've been carrying, that burden of that emotional angst that we've been carrying with all of our lives so that we can finally change and shift our perspective, change that release, let that baggage go, basically. Well, so, okay, so people at home right now, like, they're like, huh, I wonder what my story is. Do you have a tip for them? Is there a way they get started? Obviously, people can hire you, but, well, this is a whole other topic, uh, Basically, I've, I find it funny, you had mentioned before when we were hanging out that there are wealthy people who have as much, if not tons more, anxiety over money than people who are seriously struggling. Yeah, it was fascinating to me. In fact, when you're struggling with money, it's actually easier to take care of anxiety around money or bad money stories. Because, you know, you have not been fooled into thinking that money will solve your problems. 
There was, yeah, there was a study done, and I have it somewhere. It's a PDF. It's a full journal and everything. There was a study done where they found that up to two hundred thousand money can actually help solve a lot of, you know, um, negative emotional problems in one's life, whether it be relational or personal. After $200,000, no amount of money can fix the problems in your life. Really? On a mental and emotional level. So technically, you know, it's so funny. I'm a huge fan of Grant Cardone. I don't know if people are familiar with him, but he has so many good messages around like earning and succeeding and all of that. But yesterday I was a little disappointed because I saw this meme he put up that was like, if you, you shouldn't be taking off weekends if you don't make a million dollars. And I was like, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so especially now hearing the 200,000, Grant, you've disappointed me. I allow you to rescind that. I'm going to pretend that your social media person put that up, not you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I could, I could send you that study. I mean, he broke it down to a formulaic uh, almost like a clinical study to based over I don't know the span of several years studying uh, studying people, and it's it was really interesting to to realize that you know your money problems are really just uh, a a band aid solution. I mean it's so easy to blame money. Money doesn't care. You can blame it for anything you want, but money really is a scapegoat. Time and time again, when we resolve people's challenges around money. What we uncover are the underlying challenges. I mean, I did a whole little in our in our um, private Facebook uh, open money lab group. Um, we did a talk about relationships and money. I think on my podcast I talked about it as well, which is, you know, oftentimes when people say, oh, the the reason one of the number one problems in relationship is around financial stuff, right? Right. And what I would challenge that with is that every time we've been able to resolve the money piece, what we've done to resolve the money piece was not to fix how they were handling money, but really seeing how they use money as a cover-up of their deeper challenges in the relationship, whether it be communication or incompatibility or unwillingness to let go, you know, that type of thing. Huh. So. Yeah. I'm I'm curious. You mentioned your money lab group. Is that something that people can join? Is that just for your clients? It's open to the public. You just have to say, you know, let me in and then basically we have to approve you or not to avoid spammers. Um <laughs> and it's the money lab. You just do a search for either my name or the money lab, uh six figure academy, and then uh we'll pop up on Facebook. It's open to the public. You just have to ask to be asked to join. How do I not know this? We're in there. <laughs> Excuse me, I can- <laughs> Oh, I am. I'm not getting notifications. I was like, I can't. I, oh. I even introduced you to the whole group and you unfortunately didn't answer. But that's OK. We can fix that after. Oh, my gosh. I'm terrible. <laughs> I, I have I must have other successful blocks going on. No, you're actually really busy. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that, too. Yes, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, OK, so when. Well, do you have a tip for someone? Like say, okay, people are listening to this and they're like, oh my God, I need that. And they think they don't have money to hire you completely. What would you say is the first step for them really figuring out where their money will stem from? Yeah, I um, I gave away everything. I mean, I don't hold back. And what's interesting is this is that um, I forgot who it was. I think it might've been Evan Pagan that said this is I give away the farm. 
you know, every time. And one of the things a lot of my clients and my students say, say, you know what, way I've heard this stuff over and over again, even though I'm paying you to kind of work with me more, more, more uh, on a more custom level. Mm-hmm. What I do appreciate is that you don't hold back when you give out, when you create your content. So one of the first things is just, you know, connect with me on social media, connect with the Six Figure Academy. We put out content every single week, whether it be videos or podcasts or, or social media posts or Facebook lives. There's just so much stuff and it's all free. Well, and I love your podcast, as you know. Uh, I you were oh, yeah, so right. kind as to uh, I know to make me a guest. So, uh, but I just I love listening to it all the time. Right. I think one of the big thing is that um, all my clients and all my students have a journal. You know, when when you start when you start having these conversations about money, you want to start documenting the chatter that shows up in your monkey mind when it comes to money. <laughs> your monkey mind, right? Uh-huh. Uh huh. To get that money monkey off your back, we need to listen to what that monkey is saying. And what you do, you start asking basic questions, things like, "What my biggest fear about money is what?" And you write that down. And you write it down on paper. You use your hand and use a pen or pencil and you write it down because there's something very, very powerful about not typing, not recording, but literally translating your thoughts into your body, into an inanimate object like a pen or pencil so that it could be translated to on a parchment. (laughs) I said parchment. (laughs) uh, Written out in a language that somebody else other than you can look at it and read it and actually see the manifestation of what's on your mind. People don't realize how powerful actual writing is. And it's so sad that I hear today that kids are being moved away from learning cursive and those types of things because there's something very, very unique. There's a unique signature in everybody's writing that is energetically powerful. And one of the first steps to help you create things in life, create set goals or anything like that. They say, you know, one, it's one thing to set goals, but taking action is the most important first step. Well, what do you think writing is? It's, that's that first step. Mm, interesting. So start writing down everything that's on your mind and you'd be surprised a lot of people when they just start writing everything down in their mind whenever something comes up around money instead of thinking about it ruminating in your head because our mind and how physical things show up in the world are it's completely different by writing it down it forces your mind to actually literally extract it out of that ether so that it gives your minds a chance to rest You know, one of the things that I feel so lucky to talk to so many cool experts about is to see how everything is so intertwined. Because when I was in Overeaters Anonymous going through my weight struggles, they literally had me write down every fear I had around my body. Well, around everything, really. But every day we had to do a fear journal that was like, I fear being fat. I fear going to the pool in a bathing suit. I fear, you know, like I'll never be loved I fear and you would go on for pages right. until like you just didn't have any and it's so interesting that you know it's like we do this around our bodies we do this around weight we do it around money yeah no and and it's and you're absolutely right <clears throat> I mean the, what what a lot of our students and clients have found out the same strategies and tactics and, and and exercises that we do around the money piece they found that they've been able to map that across on all aspects of their lives because really, yeah, what we're talking to is not the money. We're talking to you, the human being. 
Right. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's amazing how powerful and how like these messages, as you said, we got as a kid do come into play. Like those days of being that innocent five-year-old that you're just picking up the phone and asking a friend like, hey, do you want to go play? And when they say Mm -hmm. no, there's no meaning behind it whatsoever. Right. And yeah, it's so interesting to hear you say that. Yeah. And the reason why we focus on money is because we've come to realize and, and a lot of um, lot of evidence and studies have backed it up that money is actually man's last taboo. And so if you resolve one of the biggest challenges in general that's facing humanity right now when it comes to the taboo piece, imagine what else we can resolve once you resolve your money challenges. You can resolve practically anything in your life. People used to say sex was man's last taboo and really it yeah. actually studies have shown money is actually the last taboo. I believe that these days. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, I mean, I don't know. Being someone who's done a little bit of dating and in today's current society, I, I definitely <laughs> think that, uh, yeah, sex has taken a very different role in the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And it's become more prevalent, becomes easier to talk about. People are more free about it. But when it comes to money, there was a study done at London uh, University College of London where they surveyed 14,000 men and women around a variety of different topics. And they thought they had some anticipation that maybe when they talked about sex, there would be a huge number of people that would just be uncomfortable or not want to talk about it. They found only 2% out of the 14,000 men and women refused to talk about sex or were uncomfortable talking about sex. Everybody else wow. had no problems talking about their sex lives. When they got to money, it was over 20% higher yeah. than any other topic they had presented into the, the, the survey. Well, I know as a kid, we definitely didn't talk about money and well, we did and we didn't. And I'll get back into that. I'm going to tell a little story about my mom. Don't worry, mom. You were, you were a good mom and it's a good story. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, When when I come back, I'm going to tell that story and then we'll launch into more with Wei Hung and getting over our money anxieties. Yay. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. What is the real social impact that those in the entertainment industry are making? IndieVision Radio with host Scott C. Brown, the founder of the IndieVision Project and Maxit Magazine, is a personal conversation about their work in the industry and the impact they're having on humanity. From world health to world peace, you're given a true behind-the-scenes look at what those working in the indie realm are doing to make a positive influence on the world. On the Influencers Channel, tune in to Indie Vision Radio, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America. If you're looking to grow your business, enjoy fascinating relationships, achieve your goals, and find hope in a seemingly hopeless world, you'll want to tune into Coffee with Christy. Host Christy Dryling and her incredible guests have a frank and open discussion every week. Think of it as a time to meet with your mentors, get the motivation you need, and remove the obstacles one hour at a time. Coffee with Christy is heard live every Monday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Influencers. The Greg Reed Show takes you behind the scenes with some of the most successful entrepreneurs and influencers the world has to offer. Greg S. Reed is known as a master storyteller and a highly sought-after motivational keynote speaker. You'll learn that successes have their downsides and challenges as well. Find out how Greg and his guests have overcome these challenges 
to become some of the top influencers today. Listen to The Greg Reed Show, Mondays at 12 noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Influencers. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Have It All with Devin Alexander. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to fans at devinalexander.com. Now, back to Have It All. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. I'm here with Wei Hong who of Six Figure Academy, he is talking about our money anxiety. And uh, I think I started this by saying that I have a talent crush on him. It's not your typical romantic crush. It's that crush that you have on somebody when you just can't get enough of their info. And I feel that way every time I'm around Way because he completely zends me out. I mean, in addition to everything we're talking about today, he also does some really great healing practices and it's just uh, so awesome. But getting back to money. So when I was a kid, um, everybody knows I adore my mother. And I think one of her brilliant parenting moments that's adorable too. uh, When we were kids, she would have us, you know, really learn the value of saving by, she gave us a bank book. So we would go, we'd have our own bank books. We'd go to the bank. And I remember I wasn't even tall enough to like reach over the counter and I would, you know, take my savings, like we would get allowance or we would get money for our birthday and she would always have us put a portion of it in the bank. And and then we'd get to add up, you know, the bank book and it was all exciting. And I remember the first time I had, like I got to $200 and she was like, you have enough money to buy the tire on your first car. (laughs) It was so cute. And like, so we were building a car by saving money as we were like growing up. Um, It was super cute. So definitely. And I mean, my parents were always like pretty good spender. I mean, pretty I think pretty healthy, although I do have money anxiety and I do want to get to the root of some of it. But I mean, I definitely felt secure in that way as a kid. My dad's business grew, so it was really nice. Uh, But I know, Way, you talk about the four bodies of prosperity and how, and I bet that I'm not using all four. Can you explain that? Yeah, the... <laughs> That's such a cool story. I like it. So it's so cute. And it's like you can buy your car. You know, when, did did she say now you can buy the spare tire on your car? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was just like you could buy the first tire, and then it was like now you have all four tires. You know. Yeah, and, and if if your daughter, if your dad was uh, was the a super handyman, he would actually have you buy that tire, and you guys would actually build a car together. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, my dad's awesome, but he's the opposite of a handyman. He's oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you can now buy the end block we're gonna actually have to drop it down into your chest no no we stopped at the you know we got to tires and doors and things like that and my mom definitely does not know the uh the the, all the parts of cars just the obvious ones (laughs) so um yeah the, the four bodies of prosperity is an interesting thing because it's something that i i i really get into when people start saying where do i start where do i begin and 
a lot of it's just awareness and the willingness to kind of embrace the fact that everybody on some level has some some parts of their money story that is really holding them back. I mean, the way to check that is this, is that if you are not where you want to be financially right now, then there's an aspect to your money story that justifies and makes it okay for you to not be where you actually want to be right now. Because at the end of the day, if money is associated with energy and energy is quantum and energy is, operates independently of space or time, that's why, you know, <clears throat> sometimes people make money really fast and it's because, you know, they finally allowed money to come in. Money doesn't care. Money's like rain. Uh, if, if it's like energy, then it's like rain. If you think about it, when a rain falls down on a leaky roof, it's not discerning about which hole it wants to leak into. It'll find every hole that it wants to come into and it will come in. Similarly, if you finally decide to let money and the amount of money that you want to come into your life to serve you, uh, to give you the amount of money that you want to improve your financial circumstance, you just have to let it in and you have to have the sequences to let it in. Now, it's okay that you don't have that right now because here, like I said, most of us have something in our money story that actually literally keeps it from coming in. And a lot of it stems from the fact that um, our understanding that we have to make money a certain way. Um, the four, but there's actually four different bank accounts or four different ways that we have to align ourselves to really, truly, it's kind of like pipes for a plumber, right? Mm -hmm. Um, if we, if you ever have to deal with pipes that burst or fell apart or are not lined up properly, what happens? You know, water doesn't get to where it should go. Or if it's not water, if it's like a sewage pipe, then it's something else, right? Right. Um, and in order to fix that, you have to align the pipes up and connect the pipes so they all flow in unison. Well, our entire being is comprised of four main bodies of prosperity, which is your energetic body, your mental body, your emotional body, and your physical body. The most underdeveloped body when we're first born is actually our mental body. And man has noticed that and created a great way to resolve that by putting us in an educational academic system. Emotionally, yeah, we develop that naturally. Nature just basically allows us to understand how then do we define us being happy, sad, and pain, what gives me expressing that. Physically, we it's a natural process of nature as well. Energetically, I mean, we are so open when we're first born as children that we're so sensitive. Children pick up things just like pets do in ways in, in ways that you know, sometimes adults have a hard time explaining and then we just write out, oh my God, that's so cute. That's so amazing. It's so smart. And in reality, if they don't know language, they don't understand what you're saying, but they yet are able to respond the way you like them to respond. What kids are doing is they're calibrating on their sensitivity to energy, which later on in life, because we spend so much time focusing on the mental body, it actually atrophies these other bodies of prosperity, atrophies the energetic body, atrophies the emotional body, and atrophies the physical body, which blows my mind why schools have now taken PE out of their curriculum as a necessary, important, prioritized uh, aspect of ch children development. Wow, you know? yeah. So, you know, in order to really bring in prosperity, and I don't mean prosperity just in money, like uh -huh. everything that associated that you associate with success and happiness, you know, um, money, um, health, uh, you know, mental, mental health, uh, your physical health. If you want all those things to be to to 
to help you bring in more financial success in your life, you need to make sure those are in alignment. You need to make sure your your energy body is handled, your mental body is handled and resolved or cleaned up. Your emotionally, but you know, the emotional baggage will literally get in the way of money coming in. Physical body, which is which is what I love what you do, is that if your physical body is out of alignment, sure you can make money, but if you don't make them, if you don't have a good physical vessel to handle that flow other areas of your life is going to be impacted if you are making money. If you're not making money, you need to check in with yourself to see, is your physical body capable of bringing the money that you actually want to bring in? Wow. It is interesting, you know, that you say that because you think the opposite. You think the busy executives who are super succeeding wouldn't have time to work out and do those things. And interestingly, like my entrepreneur group, they're all saying, oh, we need you to do a cooking demo. We need you to do a cooking demo. And, you know, obviously health isn't just people's appearances, but it has blown me away how all of these people who run these super successful businesses, they need to run to be part of this group at all. And most of them are pretty fit. Like it's, it's nuts. And, you know, we've never seen like a super overweight president. We've never seen a super overweight, you know, right. it, it, it is really interesting how, yeah, it's the, the pieces do matter so much. And even taking control of your health and working out and doing those things can truly, truly attribute to all these other things. Right. I mean, humanity is evolving. I mean, gone are the days are they overweight, you know, like unhealthy you know, Ebenezer Scrooge is on the mic. Because if you think about it, I mean, those people who um, you want to just not look at their financial success, you want to look at their happiness success. I mean, are they happy? Right. You know, how can you be happy when you're in pain all the time and your body is suffering and you're spending, you're, yeah, you're making a lot of money to pay for your medical bills and your pills and your medication. Mm-hmm. But is that is that what you want to do? I mean, you're making money to put yourself on life support. And this new, this as man continues to evolve, and that's why you see that now, the more successful and happy you are, the you'll see that the, the more fit and the more the more healthy they are physically. Well, you know, this brings up a whole other point that I talk about a lot. I know people, like the number of people who write to me and say they don't have money for healthy food or they can't eat healthy for X, Y, and Z, and this is why they're doing it. Like, I believe me, I get it. Healthy food is more expensive. Like, if you're eating indulgent healthy food or the healthy foods that you really want or buying specialty products, yes, Mm -hmm. it is absolutely more expensive. That said, some of these people who are saying this also spend the money at Starbucks. Like, Mm -hmm. honestly, I order my iced tea online. Like, I love the Tazo Passion. This is not an ad. I don't sponsor them. I just love their tea. (laughs) The one at Starbucks. But, like, I get it online in bulk. Mm -hmm. And literally, it costs me 50 cents per bag for this is crazy this oh my god this is making me think i have money anxiety that i know this but no it's 50 cents for a whole bag that lets me make 32 ounces of iced tea sure you know even if i drink a day that's 50 cents a day not three dollars or whatever it is for a tiny amount that you slurp up in no time flat right so it's like there are ways to get these alternatives um and i just you know the the big thing as i said like i acknowledge that the healthy foods cost expensive and some of the things in my, or cost a lot and the things in my book are can be expensive. However, mm-hmm. like I don't spend money on diabetes medication or blood pressure right. medication or mm-hmm. any of those things. I don't, you know, 
I think you know, way being in my car accident, like I've been going to this, I call it brain, um, brain therapy, which is kind of what it is twice a week for a year. Well, since December, Right. After going to physical therapy and, you know, between round trip, the gas that it takes me to get there, the amount of time is taking out of my work. It makes it harder for me to work out. I yeah. have less time. So then that's making it harder to be healthy is making it harder. Mm-hmm. So it's like if I, I mean, granted, you know, I, I like some people, like people who have certain illnesses you can't control. And I mean, I couldn't control getting in a car accident and I need to go to physical therapy. Mm-hmm. And so there are illnesses like that. However, right. If you have things that are repercussions from not eating healthy to begin with, and you just need to understand that you can't use I don't have enough money as an excuse. Yeah. No, I mean, and, and me being a breakthrough coach, I'll, I'll go even harder. I mean, my clients and, and the students appreciate this is that I, I'm going to call, I will call you out because if you're paying me especially to help you get to, I'm not going to waste time pussyfooting around things. And I'll excuse my French. Oh, uh, I well, know. I, I'm talking about, <laughs> you know, kitty cats, right? Kitty cats, yeah. kitty cat footing around things. Because if you, if you find yourself using money as an excuse to not get healthy food, that is a cop-out. That is a straight-up excuse for you not valuing yourself, your vessel, your being as an integral part of the success you want in your life. It is a straight-up excuse. Mm. I'm sorry. And I'm going to call up. So I can get away because I'm a guest. So I was like, hey. Um, <laughs> but, you know, and that's really what it is. What, time and time again, we found it. It's an excuse. Yeah, I'm sure there's some people with like certain auto- autoimmune things and everything like that. And I've had clients with autoimmune that don't use that as an excuse. That's holding them back from the success they want in their life. And as a result, they get better. Yeah. They get better. We've gotten rid of autoimmune diseases from people because they finally let things go. Their body loves to, 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 to get better. It loves to, you know, all these different things, but really, yeah, I mean, it's, it blows my mind, but it's what you want to do to resolve that piece is start looking into, um, your value systems around self-care and prioritizing yourself over everything else. Well, and one of the things that I love about you, Wei, is like we, so Wei and I met in a mastermind group. Um, we were invited together uh, by a mutual friend. And when I first got up and started presenting, Wei immediately looked at me and he's like, you don't 100% like, I forget exactly what it was, but it was something like I have fear of not fitting in. And mm-hmm. basically you called me out like immediately <laughs> and as successful as I've been. And as my, and I know that shocks people because it's like I'm on TV and people think that's cool or whatever, right. but I have those messages from my childhood and you were on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I hate to do this, but I need you to tell us again where to find you because, believe it or not, an hour has flown by. Yeah. Uh, so just let us know how we can get more because I already want to like, you know, hang up and get on a private call with you. <laughs> I know. Um, actually, one of the easiest ways you can download my free uh, book on From Money Anxiety to Six Figure Mastery. That's one of the best ways right now. Um, all the free stuff is on social media. Just look for you know where, wherever we are. We're not hard to find. You can go to Go dot the six figure academy that's the the number six figure academy dot com and over there you can download my free um, my free ebook that tells you and, and it also comes with an e-series after that if once you you just got to check your email make sure we don't fall into spam and they'll give you a five-part e-course on how to really dig deep and actually resolve that money story resolve that money anxiety and really kind of open up the channels for prosperity to come in easily gracefully and you know with more fun enjoy 
Well, I am sure tons of people are going to be going there. Um, and I can't wait to hear people tell me that they've transformed from this. Thank you so much, Way. You are yeah. awesome as always. Thank you. And I just really appreciate you spending time with us. I know. I love spending time with you, Devin. You know, it's always fun. All right, everyone. Uh, I will look forward to seeing you next week when I have someone talking about non-meditation meditation for those of us who don't like meditating but need the results. <laughs> wow, that's cool. All right. See you all later. Thanks for listening to Have It All. Be sure to join Devin Alexander for another great show next Wednesday at noon Eastern Time 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Until we talk again, have a fit and fun week.